We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. LeVar Arrington, of course, was a terrific linebacker here until injury short-circuited what was... A promising career off the edge for Washington. Certainly an active performer, needless to say. 56 was pretty pretty solid when healthy as a Washington football player. And of course, while there are many, many others that have, whether you played for the organization for one year or 15 years, as we know, when you when you see some of the names on the alumni functions and you go look at how many games they played here or even what impact they had here, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Sure. Oh, he was only here for 17 games or something like that. LeVar has been the opposite. LeVar has, um, as you'll hear in the cut, LeVar is one of the few people, Chris, that has not leveraged his play here in Washington as an NFL player. Um, you know, certainly LeVar's worked out a pretty good radio career uh, for himself uh, long-term here following his playing days. Also been coaching some high school football and working with young uh, football players as well. But he has not readily run around and said, hey, I'm a former Washington football player. I'm going to come back to the D.C. area. I'm going to do this and do that. Because I do believe LeVar, if he were still in this area, and he's out in California, I believe if LeVar was in this area, LeVar would be able to leverage that. He's a pretty popular guy. And I think he would be able to leverage that a little bit in this area to his uh, to his benefit. But he hasn't done that. And not surprised at the comments we saw posted by Darren Haynes from the former linebacker yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think you could make an argument that when 106.7 went from guy talk to all sports, that there was some leveraging of LeVar and his history here in Washington as a player and mm-hmm. as a somewhat controversial figure with the kind of the, the mantra of the station, which was to provide an, a, a competitor to this station, which was then owned by Dan Snyder and mm-hmm. Red Zebra Broadcast. I think you can make that argument. But it's so commonplace in, in sports radio and sports media today, ex-athlete does show what have you. Now, I think you can absolutely say he's got nothing. And I mean zero, zippity doo da day, nothing to do with the Washington Commanders, Redskins, Walruses, Walnuts, what have you. He's got nothing to do with them at all. And that's probably the way it should be. 
I don't know if he and John Riggins should be put in the same sentence together because what John really like truthfully on the football field meant to this organization was certainly greater than no offense LeVar. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, John, John, John had by the nature of the position John played, right. He had a much bigger chance to affect winning with this team than maybe LeVar did. But LeVar, if he was, I mean, just to be fair, if, if he was like, some people thought he was going to be Lawrence Taylor, which projections are always wrong. But well, LeVar had a chance to, to be an yeah. all-time revolutionary-type great player. Player has to be used in that vein, too. Correct. Remember, it's the same thing we Absolutely. talk about Chase Young. Absolutely. You know, when we see Chase Young dropping back on the outer third in coverage, Absolutely. Uh, he's not chasing the quarterback on that play. Absolutely. So. I, I guess I'm just bringing the LeVar could have been a guy. Right. And I believe had Marty Schottenheimer stayed here. Yeah, yeah. I believe he turns yeah. LeVar into that yeah. guy. I guess I'm just using the point that you have two of the most well-known former Redskins. Again, one, a different level than the other. I'm not lumping them in as the same guy. Rigo, LeVar. Listen, there are some ex-Redskins. Santana, I, I, I think, is... Is, is fond of Dan. Clinton Portis is fond of Dan. Joe Gibbs is fond of, beyond fond of Dan. Others are, now, I don't know why they're fond of Dan, but they are. You have two guys that have a right. lot of contempt Let, for Let's Dan. backtrack for a minute, though. Remember, okay, you have indicated yourself in your one-on-one dealings yeah. with Dan Snyder Right. They were perfectly fine. Yeah. It, you know, there was no animosity. And and you, as you mentioned, you worked at this station at a time. Kevin alluded to it yesterday, I thought, uh, as well. You know, there was a time when, when Dan owned the station yeah. and personalities on the station were still critical yes. of the team's performance. Correct which you would have thought there would have been a memorandum to come down and say, hey, you can't do that. Don't Correct. do that. You know, There never was. So Now, now, now listen, I, I would get in trouble from Tony Wiley, the former senior vice president of, of PR, if I, if I broke a story that he thought I got an illegal advantage on, meaning because I was allowed in the building when other media was not. Mm-hmm. Like, so he would get mad. And Mitch Gershman, who is one of the angriest people alive on planet Earth and treated a lot of people like garbage, Mitch Gershman, who was one of Dan's henchmen, would stop by the office and make threats and, I mean, you know, do all sorts of crazy things. But that was it. Dan never Dan never said it. So and, and, and you can understand why Santana, Clinton Portis, Coach Gibbs... Yeah. Their interactions one on one with Dan may be fine, and and as Correct. I'm sure, well, that's why I said for not, whatever I'm reason sure they have. there's a lot of people yeah. that have had yes positive interactions yes. with Dan yes. and or Tanya in that time. Yes, but John Riggins and Lavar Arrington haven't, for whatever reason. Lavar, I think we know the reason. Rigo, mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly what happened with Rigo there and his whole radio thing. I, I don't know. I don't know if that was contract. I don't know. If that was Rigo was told not to be, I I don't know. I you know I've worked with John a couple of times. I don't know him well. Um, you know, well, I mean John has always been 
an independent thinker. Right. John right. John John is steadfast in has always been. I mean, as a player, I mean, look, let's go all the way back to when yep. Coach Gibbs had to to you know talk him into yep. coming back. And but, John said famously, "I'm bored, I'm broke, yeah. and I'm back." I, I would also tell you this: that there's you know that there's the Coach Gibbs Santana Clinton uh, you know group. There's the uh, there's the Lavar and John Riggins group, and then there's the group that are kind of somewhere in between. I got like Cooley. Cooley, just poof, gone. Okay, there's lots of but there's lots of theories. Chris, there's lots of reasons. Again, I've heard a lot of wait, things. But hold on though, Chris wanted, Chris wanted to be part of the organization. I know. Okay, uh-huh. Chris made every effort to try and be part of the organization Correct. in some capacity, Correct. and essentially was turned away. Correct. By multiple by multiple regimes. Correct. So by Bruce and by Ron. So I'm just saying. Yeah. It wasn't as if Chris I know. had an axe to grind and said, I know, well, but, F but, you, I'm walking away. Chris wanted to be here in a capacity to help the the organization. Right. But now it's it's not a good relationship between him and Dan. Wh- course, whatever right. happened between Bruce and Cooley and Ron and Cooley and all of that. Whatever happened there, something else happened between he and Dan. And I, I, I've heard a bunch of things, but I don't want to yeah, be but reckless. I mean, I'm just saying, and it's worth it. It is. It, I think it's important to note that Chris wanted to be part Understood. of helping this organization be better and but win after, games. But after that, something course, else sure, went wrong. Sure. Okay. Sure. So, so where we're at right now, that's why I, I put him in a different category than Rigo and Lavar. Who clearly who who won't participate in anything? Who who have contempt for Dan? Who have I don't want to say hatred because I don't I I, well, I, I, mean, I don't like to use that term uh, for myself. I certainly don't like to use it for others. I don't know what they're actually feeling, but we're gonna hear Lavar. It certainly doesn't sound like he's like. Well, you know, Dan treated me well, but you know he's done some bad things. So uh, I hope he's out. And no, 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 that's not what Lavar was saying yesterday. Uh, why don't we take a listen and then we'll comment further and we can get your thoughts at three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. This is courtesy of Darren Haynes, WUSA nine. Uh, Lavar Arrington. I don't know what event this was that he was speaking at, but Lavar on Dan. It has. To, it has to happen. It should happen. I mean, why wouldn't it happen? Why is he even still trying to hold on to it? Nobody, nobody wants you. Nobody wants you. So I don't, I don't know. Just go. It's a chaotic environment. It's a turbulent uh, environment. It's a high turnover environment. People aren't treated correctly. People don't feel like it's right. How are you going to have success? And that's like, to me, that's what little guy created. That's what he created. I don't run around saying I'm a Washington football player. I don't leverage it. I don't I don't live in it because I don't like him. I don't like him and I don't associate with him and I don't associate with what he associates with. Not everybody that goes through what I went through gets the opportunity at some point to be like I told you. I told you. Everybody doesn't get that opportunity. But I'll be dog on if I didn't have one of the biggest, like, humble flexes to say, I told y'all. I told y'all. Okay, I mean, again, 
we know how it ended between LeVar and the organization, the accusations of money being withheld uh, from his contract, uh, you know, toward the end of his time here uh, in Washington, money that was due to him that had been essentially shortchanged uh, to him. So there, there is animosity from that standpoint because in LeVar's mind, the team and, bec- and, and likely because of Dan being the source that they were withholding money that was due to him. And let's face it, if there's one thing that's going to draw your ire is when people who allegedly owe you money don't pay you your money. That's the number one thing that's going to get you pissed off at somebody uh, in terms of uh, employment and the people that you were contractually bound to, as LeVar was uh, here in Washington, and felt that that money that was owed to him was not paid to him. That's where, the, that's where for those of you not familiar, that's where the angst, that's where the angst comes from. That was one of the major fuels to the angst that LeVar has toward Dan and the organization. Right, and also, I mean, things didn't work out between him and Coach Gibbs either, right? And Greg Williams, right? Yeah, I mean, but but this the first thing the first thing sure. that is is the cash sure. now, is the money. Here here's the one thing that's interesting. I seem to remember, I want to say 2012, 2013, somewhere in that range, before Lavar really left the day to day scene here, him being at Redskins Park and participating in some community events, and I. Th- thought that indicated and I I don't know if I ever asked him or not or if he ever talked about it, I can't remember I thought that meant like okay things were kind of thawing out but apparently not <laughs> you know because he's just I mean you listen to that calls him little man you know um what was the uh, uh, what was the other quote that I took from that I put it up and uh and Lavar has been responding to it and I just you know I I reached out to him cuz I just wanted to make sure that he knew you know he was mad at some people on on my timeline that were responding to what I put out on the tweet courtesy of Darren so on and so forth and you know I just wanted to make sure well, I mean we were, it's we important cool. right it's important to note though too I mean there have been a lot of people that have um taken umbrage with with what he said yeah. and you know talk he, he to, said i don't like him and what he associates with which you know listen is not compared to calling him little man is pretty benign yeah, i mean i'm i'm see i'm not into the name calling thing and i am too much so uh, i've got but, but i mean i'm know. not into the name calling thing it does it it doesn't do anyone uh good look the the facts as they've been presented to us uh, are pretty clear right. as to some of the things that the organization has been involved in. And as Dan has admitted, as the head of the organization, mm-hmm. I, I should have done a better job. I mean, that that's out there. Uh, you know, disparaging people by calling them names and stuff, just, I mean, doesn't serve any uh, huge purpose uh, at this point. But I understand why LeVar, I understand LeVar, LeVar's anger. If, if I felt, in, in this case, there was significant money. Okay, this wasn't like just you know a fifteen dollar bonus that you earned or a commission that you earned like you do in sales or something that your company was withholding from you. This was a significant amount of money that allegedly uh, was withheld from Lavar. I can understand his angst, yeah. and then I can understand why. And you know this because, as you've admitted, and others who have worked in the building have admitted, there are things you have observed, were made aware of. That you certainly can't talk about publicly because of the sensitivity to it. Everybody knows about those things. And and, and that's, you know, I, I think that's what LeVar is talking about. Mm-hmm. Certainly, 
you know, I'm sure there's no love for Bruce, who at that time was a, the close confidant to Dan. I mean, they were, you know, they were like bosom buddies. They were, uh, you know, uh, they were like Fred and Barney. Not anymore. Not, well, of course not anymore. And that's, of course not anymore. And that's part of the problem. But at the time, at the time, yeah. it, at yeah. the time when Dan... Yeah, needed someone to be the bad guy. Bruce played that yes. role perfectly oh, yes, for him. Oh, yes, he did. And that's you know that that's part of the thing that I think Rigo and and maybe Lavar have probably found out sooner than others. Eventually, not in all cases, but eventually, Dan's not. When Dan runs out of usage for you, there are people, well-known people, that. Dan was closely aligned with, has had no contact. Well, th- and that's the like way Dan drops you uh, like a bad yeah, habit. I, I think there, I think there's a lot of big business that way. You know, when when people can no longer serve in a positive nature for you, uh, they they do get rid of you. I mean, that's that's that that's just a that's a fact. I mean, yeah. you see that all the time. It, um, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's right. You you know, like like for instance, okay, let me give you an example. I think if I got let go from here, I think you and I would talk all the time, right? No. I'd be like, hey, Pete, you having grandma's French toast on your way to Bucknell? I'd be like, hey, Chris, there's another job opening in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) Take it, you big fat dummy. Uh, I would never say that. I know. I'm just. But no. But I mean, yeah. I mean. No. But I, but I, 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 I would use never, a better. I would never say new phone. Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> to use a better example, if CK, as long as I didn't screw over CK, like Chuck Sapienza and I, and Chuck didn't get rid of me. I got rid of. I I got taken out because Chuck got rid of. Uh, or got rid of first. Uh, but we, we stay in touch, all, you know, not all the time, but Chuck's on a regular, a, a great human regular basis. I'd go uh, he runs our, in 10 our station 105.7 in Baltimore. If CK let me go, I, you know, I, I like, all right, for instance, I screwed, I, I'll just be honest, I screwed over CK in 2010 when I came here the first time. Mm. I, a week before training camp, now, I stuck a dagger now, in his back. Okay, he, here's this. He was always Perfect kind. Perfect example. Perfect example. If CK was like Dan Snyder... When you I, came I would never, back, I would never have he'd had, have told you to yeah. take your rear end down to some low AM station on, on the dial. Yeah, exactly. Okay? I'd be on, on take your butt down there. I'd be on some new stick that's Go to going Martinsburg, around town, West Virginia, yeah. and jump on eleven whatever yeah. it is AM out there. That's exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'd be having some Martinsville Raceway hot dogs. That's right. But no, CK, good. Good to me. Because he doesn't hold a grudge. It doesn't hold a grudge. Even when he yells at you. Dan holds a grudge. We know that. And Dan also says, as soon as you are no good to me, as soon as you're not on your knees and and kissing my ass. There are radio people like that. There are TV news directors like that. CK is not, you know, whatever, like whatever happens moving forward in my radio career you know, I owe a lot to him because he could have turned his back on me. Sure. We all You know, do. and everybody in our that, that guy stumps for all of us here. Right. But I'm okay? I, I'm just and I'm not trying to make it about me. I'm just trying to say like But it's Dan, a great example. It's a great example yeah. though because you left to go to the competition. Right. And when opportunity presented itself, he still welcomed you back yes. in the door. Well, not only that, but when I was working for the competition, we were, we we still were friends even though I screwed him a week before training camp. 
You know, I mean, I did. I did. I, I, I didn't handle it right. Hey, CK, here's a Ginsu sword. No, I mean, oh. seriously, I didn't handle it right. I, let me, I let me get up. you right there in your kidney. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot yeah, more money, and I, got a, <laughs> and I got a bigger role, and I got to be buddies with Kirk Cousins. Mm. You know, I mean, uh, sorry. I, you know, I didn't handle it right. I, you know, subsequent to that, I handled things As a lot better. As you look back on it, by the yeah. way. Aren't you glad that somehow you didn't get swept up in some of the chaos that was going on there? Oh, God, yeah. Because I could see. as Look, we all grew up in this town. People like me, we all grew up. We all wanted to be the one that followed in Frank Herzog's yeah. footsteps. Yeah. Okay? Uh, he was our hero growing up. So I could see as when you get into that building and you get a part of yeah. that flow that's going on, it's easy to get swept up in the euphoria of that flow. And working for some of those people and it being is. in the wrong place at the wrong time, which which could easily happen. And I had plenty of opportunities and outside of a, a cigar after a win and maybe a cocktail in the owner's club, I never... I, what about that? A cocktail in the owner's club? I, I mean... He's I, being I, silly. L- let's just say there was plenty of opportunities for me to fall into that trap. And I'm far from a perfect person. No, none of us I are. never even came close to falling into that that harem. I'm just saying, because that, and, and fortunately for you, uh, you, you didn't. Because I could see where it would easily, yeah. you could easily get swept up because it's mm-hmm. it's 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 the Washington Redskins. It's intoxicating. It, yes. It's intoxicating. Yes, absolutely. I mean, listen, uh, just quickly, not again, not to make it all about me. Like in 2012, no, but in you were bu- there. In, in you, bu- you were there. Yeah, you in, observed this in, stuff in 2012 at the team hotel before the preseason opener, before Robert Griffin's pure NFL debut. I'm walking out of the hotel to go to go to dinner with my college buddies, and Dan Snyder is in a group of like 12 henchmen, including Larry Michael and Mitch Gershman and others in the hotel lobby, and. He, all of a sudden, I'm walking out. My back is turned to them. I saw them. I knew they were there. I didn't say hello to them or whatever. But all of a sudden, I hear, hey, come here. <laughs> and I, I look I look around, and I'm like, me? <laughs> and, and, all, and all of a sudden, I see them waving oh. over to me. Hey, and, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> and Dan first wished me a happy Thanksgiving, even though it was August 8th. And then he said, hey, we've got this Kirk Cousins guy that we just drafted. What do you think? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what Kirk said. Then he asked me, 
you think we're going to be good this year? <laughs> and I said, well, Dan, I, I, I said, you know, if I'm being honest, in this incredibly awkward situation, this circle of trust that we have with all the henchmen sitting around drinking, you know, the finest scotch and, and gin, I said, yeah, I, I said, I, 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 I am leaning towards nine wins. And he said, oh, he said, that's, that's good to hear. He's like, you know, that's a nice positive approach. He's like, you think we have the right guy? And I think he meant Robert. And I said, well, listen, I said, you know, I, I don't know what to expect. I said, I hope that, you know, under the right co- coaching leadership, you know, they had signed Garcia, you know, whatever. I, I think he can develop. He said, all right. He goes, have a good time. He goes, you're going out with your friends? And I said, yeah, going out, you know, a couple, couple of college buddies. And everybody's like, all right, go have a good time. It was the most incredibly awkward time, what have you. But my point being is. You know what is, it was, by the way? It was a, it was a quest for affirmation that hey we brought I, I brought in Robert mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of made them draft Robert Am mm-hmm. I, do, do you think I did the right thing I mean it was a it was a quest for affirmation yeah Chris. I think I think Dan realized you know he knew obviously that I was like even though he had nothing to do with the ma- the mm-hmm. management of the radio station he knew I was working for him and, and you know what if if that would have been me in that situation you know what I would have told him. Probably the same thing because yeah. I thought, I thought a healthy Robert had a chance yeah. at minimum, at minimum to give you what Lamar has given Baltimore. Yes, at minimum to give you that because of his skill set. Now, what you can't predict is him and Kyle and Mike kind of right. You know, if he would have stayed on, if he would have stayed on track, if he and stayed if there healthy wasn't... and stayed on track, yeah, you might have gotten a Lamar-like type of production from him. Instead of the Polar Express, as usual, it turned out to be the Polar Divide around here. And that was the problem. But but anyway, I I tell that story just to say, like, again, as I've always said, I've had nothing but positive interaction with – I have not talked to him since 2014, okay? So it's not like we've had any recent communication, okay? I've had nothing but – my point is is that there are Coach Gibbs, Santana, Clinton, others mm-hmm. that have had healthy and good relationships. Here's the thing. Dan turns – I mean, I have many many other stories that I could tell in different forms. As soon as Dan is done with you, he cuts you – we talked about chopping people out at the knees. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say he does that, but in some ways he does do that. Like, as soon as you are of no use to him... Well, if you're not a benefit to the organization, yeah. it's, it's well, time no, to move to him, on. to well, him. Right, too. but to, again, it's to him, it's his organization. Right, right. You know what? i got to be honest with you. It's one of the first times in life I've ever been jealous of you. Because if I could have had that interaction, you know what I would have tried to do? I would have tried to leverage it to be a member of the college personnel department. I've just been like, Dan, look, I follow this stuff. Uh-huh. And if you need somebody to be your right hand man, uh-huh. you know, with this college information, uh-huh. hey, you and me, just hey, I, Pete, Pete for, would have plopped four, down with a cup of milk and a couple of Oreo four, cookies in the middle five, of the higher look, regency in four, Buffalo. Four or five Ooh. times a year, Dan, between January and April, you and I can get together for a few minutes. I'll get you up to speed on, you know, the people at the right place where we're drafting. And everything will be all right. In 2014, after the draft roundup on a Saturday night, Dan walks into the studio office, my studio office at Redskins Park, mm. and asks me for a grade on the draft. Oh, <laughs> dude. you you would you would have been like, oh Boing! my god, oh my god! I never thought I'd ever be jealous of Russell in my life. Not only once, but twice. 
It could have been just me and Dan talking draft. Oh, just I like, did. Just I did like for, we could have been like Jerry and Steven. I did for. About we could have been like Jerry and Steven. Seven I could have been like minutes. Uncle Dan. All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Look who was drafted here. Now we could have gone here, you know, for this player. But this player is decent value. I, I, Uncle Dan could have adopted me right there. Hell, I don't even know who my birth father is. He could have adopted me. Why don't on he could your have been my dad? Why don't, why don't on your way to Bucknell you stop by the River Estate? Where's that? I don't know. River Road? Oh, I, I don't know oh where no, that, that's in the opposite direction. That's going west. Oh. Bucknell's going north. Damn it. I'll, I'll actually stop be, there tomorrow. Hey, I'll be going near the Owings Mills headquarters of the Ravens. Yeah. I can stop by and talk to DaCosta. Yeah, I, I'm talking about Popeye, Dan, and Tees. Maybe you could have some tea and crumpets. They don't strike me as tea and crumpets. I, well, people. they are Londonites. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to look. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Guinness Fish and chips. A, oh, that's my favorite. There you go. Everywhere we go that that has it, <laughs> I usually get it. Peek and peek and plop, Dan. Is, let's have some fish and shepherd's chips. Pie. And shepherd's Dan pie. Dan, look some bangers look, and mash. Look, if Dan and Tanya are in London, I can invite them to the Army Navy or the uh, Navy Notre Dame game, which is in Dublin in August. How far is it from London to Dublin? That's not that far. You think they Ireland? have a, you think they, ha, you think they have a jet that they can hop yeah, on? They got a helicopter. Oh, they could okay. probably take them to that. It's like an hour flight. Yeah, okay. I could, I could get then them. you can ha, then you could have some legitimate bangers mashing like cabbage or whatever. Shepherd's those pie. Eat. When I when we played in Dublin back in 2012, uh-huh. my grandmother who raised me was from Belfast, Northern Ireland. She made the best shepherd's pie ever. So of course, when I went to Ireland, I was there from Wednesday through Saturday. You what had a did, lot of shepherd's pie. What did pie. I have? Every single freaking day, shepherd's I had pie. shepherd's pie at the hotel. It's unbelievable. 301-230-0980. Sour grapes from LeVar, or is he is he spot on in what he said? Did you have a problem with him speaking out uh, as Darren Haynes provided uh, the cut uh, on social media yesterday? 301-230-0980. Thomas Brown uh, interviews for the position Washington has now met its responsibility to interview multiple candidates uh, of a minority faction now for its open coordinator position. We also had a great debate yesterday with Paulie and some others on Twitter about Eric Bieniemy and what has kept him from getting a job. We'll put out some of the facts that we tweeted out yesterday about that. And really see if we can get to the bottom of why that hasn't happened. All that between now and noon in the second half of the show. It's Russell and Medhurst on a Wednesday right here live on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. You want to feel old, Russell? Uh, I already do. Kelly Kapowski is 49. Who's Kelly Kapowski? Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Saved oh. by the Bell. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch that show much. Oh, that dude. was uh, Screech or something. Screech, Screech yeah. right? And the guy that turned out to be a porn star. Right? Is that Screech? Oh. A male porn star. Did Scre- yeah. no, what, Screech what, just Screech? used to get in trouble. No, what is it there, about? there's 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 one of the there's one of the male actors on that well, show. It's Mario Lopez. He's no, doing all him. those entertainment shows. Yeah, not him. There is is that the show? What? I'm pretty sure that's the I don't show. Think, I don't think that. Who it was, else was on that show? If if you give me Mark the name, Paul Gosseler. No, was um, Zach? 
No, not him. And, and then Mr. Belding. Uh, so no. I don't think it was anybody there. No. What What was the name of this show again? Saved, Saved by, the, by Bell? the Bell. It uh, was Screech, uh, Mario Lopez's character. Right. Zach. Then Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley made a movie about uh, like being an adult. She was like a dancer, like an exotic dancer or something. Uh, maybe it, oh Dustin Diamond. Yeah, that's Screech. Oh well, the him. He he was the one. Oh, he was. Yeah, he became a porn star. I mean, oh gosh, I can't pull that up. Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> an article from Cosmopolitan <laughs> saying that he used a fake penis in the shoot also. <laughs> just felt like that needed to be added in. I mean, hopefully they're not tracking what I just pulled up. <laughs> it's on your computer, not theirs. So. That's true, but it's on their their, their wireless network. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that was funny. You could have seen... That's why I wish we had a visual, visual element. So you could have seen Russell's face. My abs are hurting. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Pete, Pete sounds like he sucked wind on a helium tank. I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> no, oh. I mean. Uh, I'm, Who needs right. a Richard I, Simmons workout when I can just see Russell's reaction to that? My abs immediately <laughs> tighten and laughing. I pulled up. Uh, now I pulled up an ABC News article. Oh, that's, and a, it's, that's a safer. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, Dustin Diamond. Um, he. He did something in porn. I he did some goofy things. I want to say in like 2006, 2007, he went into porn. I don't know if he's still in porn. I have no idea. I can't honestly tell you that I, I, I thought about Dustin Diamond once, other than ha 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 ha. Look at this guy who was the star of one of the more popular shows of yesteryear, um, and now he's boinking people for a living. Well. Dustin Diamond is dead, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, February well, 1st, 2021. That. I guess he's not doing that anymore. Yeah. So Sorry. Passed I, away I, I guess last told, year. I told you I literally pay no attention. I was just, just simply trying to contribute to the conversation. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I had no oh, file man. other than that. See, that's what I remember. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's dying on the other side. Um, I mean, I have no... Uh, sorry. I, I, I Like, I'm not good at that <laughs> stuff. I'm good at a lot of things. I'm not good at that. That was pretty funny. It made me laugh. I don't laugh a lot. I'm a, I'm a very serious person. Um, very, I, 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 I could have used this yesterday afternoon because I was feeling in a sort of way when I left here yesterday. and uh-huh. it, it just carried with me to like 2 in the morning before I finally fell asleep last night. I needed that to break the ice a little bit. So you you need what you're saying is just say it on the record. It's okay. We're we're here for you. You needed a little WrestleMania in your. I needed a little WrestleMania yesterday. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. Woo! I mean, I I I I think that's a good thing. I I I'm here to help. I'm glad that I could be a little uh, therapeutic. Little uh, <laughs> thoughts cath- on what is it? Catharsis. Car- catharsis. Cathartic. Whatever. Yeah, that. Cathartic. That. Um, I right. love it when you try to use big words yeah, and, and I, you don't and even I get don't close. Know the, I don't know the <laughs> of it. You, you need a little Duolingo Again, in your future. I, I have a lot of strengths, uh, grammar and big words and analogies and many I other things learning, I'm not good at. I have to tell you, I'm learning Spanish through my daughter because she's awesome and she's in Spanish too, and she's on Duolingo all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to teach me all these Spanish phrases. The biggest problem for me right now is comprehension. 
I'll be like, what'd you say? What did that mean? What did you say? I'm going to get it eventually. I str- where so. I lost my interest in learning foreign languages, Spanish specifically, was when uh, when we started having to learn about grammar. Mm-hmm. I, I, it ended well, it. It ended my fascination. Now I do know a lot of Russian and Italian curse words because my parents both use them very frequently, uh, either at me or at and around me. So I do know some of those. Does that count? Uh, yeah, and actually, and and my my reasons for wanting to learn it is we now have so many Spanish speaking ball players with the Nationals mm-hmm. that when I do work with them, yeah, I would like to at least be able to reasonably have basic communication. Yeah, I with, think that's with those idea. that are still, you know, learning English and, and feel much better speaking in Spanish. So that's think, one of the reasons why, you know, I'm trying to at least on the basic level uh, start to learn more Spanish just so you can communicate uh, in a friendly manner right. uh, with, with some of uh, the Latin ballplayers right now. I think that's a smart idea. Let's go to the phones, 301-230-098. Let's go to line three. Let's talk to our man, Paulie, on this. Paulie, what's up, buddy? L to the W, man. Kirby, how you doing, man? Paulie, I'm awesome. Rufio. Paulie. Oh, let me get this right. You screwed somebody over. Oh, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> oh, and you talk, and you got a chance to sit down and talk draft talk with Dan. <laughs> now we know why the roster is so damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rooster's fault. Now, Paulie, we second. covered it. Paulie, I'm going to throw you a bone. Now now you know why yeah. I wanted Trent Murphy so bad over to Marcus Lawrence. <laughs> Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. You, you and Vinny Serato, man. Yeah, me and Vinny Paulie, we've uncovered, we've uncovered the reasons for mediocrity. Look at that. A 15-second conversation. We've uncovered why the last decade has been such a struggle. Chris, what you, hey, hey, Rufio, man, what you talking about? You don't, you can't speak a foreign language, man. Hey, you speak BS perfectly. What you talking about, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Paulie, I think we should have kept you on hold for a lot longer. (laughs) Like I said, you speak BS perfectly. Mm Mm-hmm. But like I hey man, but you know, I just tweeted y'all not too long ago, man. Hey, this is sour grace from Laval. You know what I mean? His his agent his agent made a mistake and he just wanted the team to overlook the fact that his agent made a mistake because he thought he was Dan's boy. You know what I mean? So and and when he found out and it, it always happens, man. When that when that one person thinks they're entitled and they think they the the teacher's pet and then they get slapped down in the face. You know what I mean? Then now is a problem. What we say all the time, this is a business. And they treated him like it was a business and he didn't like it. So as far as all that goes, everything was all good up up, up just a week ago. You know what I mean? So I can't, I can't, I can't get what LaVar is trying to do here, man. You know what I mean? That was, that was, if anybody should have been mad at it was your agent. You know, he cost you that seven mil. Not Dan. Right, and, and and you know what, Paul? That's that off, a it, it's a fascinating fact in the fact that and Lavar's not the first player to get screwed over by their agent not reading uh, the fine print. But I mean, look, as you pointed out, there were plenty of times where Lavar, when not playing, was up in the box watching the game, you know, and and things of that nature. So there was a time when that relationship was seemingly okay, but between the two. But and maybe it's a case of just like Chris pointed out when Dan is done with you, you know they've got they 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 really don't have a a, a reason to mm-hmm. you know keep you around. 
And maybe LeVar looked at it the same way. Once Dan was no longer of use to him and wasn't going to give him any more money, you know, then that relationship soured exactly, on that side as, as well. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. If you look at it, LeVar still had years left in him. I mean, you know, I remember a quote uh, Greg Williams. I remember reading Greg Williams telling LeVar coming onto the practice field one time saying, hey, leave that in the building. You know what I mean? Basically saying, you know, don't bring your contract problems onto the field. You know what I mean? And LeVar still, you know, he still had a good year or two with us after that. You know, then he went on to the Giants. But whatever, man. But like I said, I can't go for that because, uh, you know, this that was about business and he made it personal. And well, I take, you know, almost like me and Russell. <laughs> well, you know, see, 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 unlike that whole situation and unlike other situations, Paulie, I'm still nice enough to you to allow you on the radio show. Hey, man, you don't allow me to do nothing, man. Supply and demand. <laughs> oh, demand listen, listen. There, there is zero demand to hear from you, Paulie. There is zero demand. There is zero demand. As a matter of fact, I didn't get your tweet because I muted you already. Ah. Yeah. Ah! Hey, hey, who problem is that? That's yours. I'm in demand, baby. Yeah. Keep messing around. Right. Keep messing around. I'm gonna go to your big brother. Right. Appreciate in, you, Paulie. In demand. See you at two thirty-seven this morning, Paulie. Have fun on the Thanks, show. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Appreciate you. 301-230-0980. Here what Paulie had to say. Is it indeed, you know, some sour grapes or just easy to pile on Dan right now, too? I mean, let's face it. It's easy to do that right now, and many people are choosing uh, to do that at this time. What we're choosing to do right now is tell you what's trending. All right, congratulations to Ron Rivera. He's one of three finalists, Jordan Cincinnati Bengal tight end Hayden Hurst and George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Both of those guys will be busy this Sunday, and perhaps one of them, perhaps, maybe both, will be playing in the Super Bowl. But what they'll be doing before that is being honored at NFL Honors as one of the three finalists, along with Rivera, for the NFL's USAA Salute to Service Award for the 12th consecutive year ron rivera named as a finalist meanwhile john kime reporting that he would look for a or we should look for an internal replacement for chris harris who is either leaving for tennessee as a cornerbacks coach and pass game coordinator or he might get a defensive coordinator position either way not going to be returning uh kime speculates richard rogers longtime ron rivera veteran assistant who's worked with the safeties also brett wieselmeyer who's worked with the nickelbacks uh as well well among the possible candidates. Meanwhile, congratulations to Georgetown basketball and Patrick Ewing. First Big East win since March of 2021. They did it last night at Capital One Arena against DePaul. The first time in 29 games they've won a Big East game. Congratulations. And that's what's trending. How about this nugget? Scott Turner interviewing for the head coaching job in Carolina. So you just told me this during the break. I did not see this. That's pretty interesting. Now, there, 
I, listen, they're doing a second interview with Steve Wilkes, their mm-hmm. interim head coach, who a lot of people thought got a lot out of that team. Well, let me ask you a question. And, you bring up a great point here. When we have interim coaches that do solid jobs, because mm-hmm. we, we had a couple of those in college football this year because teams fired coaches earlier than we've ever seen in college football, uh, pro football as well now. Is it, and again, I come back to my, my, my phrase, fool's gold. Is it fool's gold when a guy takes over in an interim situation like that or is that real in your mind was that real because it wasn't blazing football by Carolina they were doing it against a lot of bad teams in the south there with uh, the Falcons the Bucks and the Saints and then they got exposed a little bit I guess at the end of the season but um but that that tenure as an interim went a hell of a lot better than his tenure did in Arizona the one year and that's the one reason why I would say Steve Wilkes is not just your typical interim head coach. Like, oh, why would you take this guy? Because he's been a head coach before. Yes, it didn't go well in Arizona, but that Arizona situation was really screwed but up. He I mean, was, they drafted up, they traded yeah, up for Josh. He was Rosen. one of the hot assistants at that time. Yes. He was one of those guys that everybody said, yep. "This is a guy that's yep. going to be a really good head coach." But as we talk about all the time. The minority coach is going to take any head coaching offering just about. We've seen it in college football for years Mm -hmm. where minority coaches took terrible jobs and get run out of the building because they couldn't win. They couldn't win. It wouldn't have mattered who the coach was. They couldn't win at that particular job because jobs didn't have the resources. Arizona is a place that is very questionable in terms of being able to win consistently, and the the organization over the years – is proof of that. You know, mm-hmm. one year they're in the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, and then, you know, for the next five years, they're chasing mediocre football, eight, you know, five to eight wins. They jump up and have a 10 win season, and then they drop back to, you know, seven, six wins, whatever. I mean, that's the kind of organization, unfortunately, that minority coaches have to take that risk in chasing to try and get one of those jobs because it might be the only time they're ever offered a head coaching job. Yeah. Um, but but so is it you, fool's gold that Wilkes did that with Carolina? Is that something that David Tepper should look at and go, hey, you know, maybe we were onto something. Maybe we should try to keep that momentum going because I look around the rest of my division right now and I go, hey, right at the end of the season we were probably playing as good as anybody in this well, division. And I would I will say this. I mean, listen, Steve Wilkes doesn't excite anybody for those that need excitement. But one thing that I think he probably does is he restores structure and commitment and hard work and all the discipline and stability and all that. He knows that organization inside Mm -hmm. and out because he was there for a long time with Ron. Uh, And and if he, quite honestly, if he wouldn't have gotten the Arizona job, he probably would have replaced Ron. You know, uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Tepper always, the problem with Steve Wilkes is Tepper seems like the type of guy, and I don't know him, obviously, seems like the type of guy that cannot resist putting his hands in the cookie jar for the big sexy thing. He wants a quarter. He's thirsting for a big-name quarterback. They're going to – that's a team. Then why aren't they that, Why aren't they in the Sean Payton sweepstakes uh, well, then? Well, I, again, I think – I think they they were supposed to interview Sean on Friday, and then the soccer player unfortunately passed right. away. So I don't know if they're going to do that again. Apparently, what they've done, uh, according to Rappaport, you know, they interviewed Kellen Moore yesterday. Now Scott Turner 
which is kind of weird. Uh, even though Scott was in that organization and an offensive coordinator, you wouldn't think that they would be interviewing him for the head coaching position, but hey, uh, whatever. Uh, they've interviewed Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich, if Steve Wilkes doesn't get that, I think Frank Reich, his kind of personality and his kind of demeanor, I think would play well in that in that situation. Now the problem is, is again, if Tepper cannot keep his hands out of the cookie jar – like, Frank Reich wasn't able to develop a great quarterback situation either in Indianapolis. That's part of the reason why he got fired. So is that going to work? Is it going to work with te- with, with, with Wilkes? I mean, is Wilkes going to find a great quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. And that's the thing that I would worry about anybody going there is, is Tepper too impatient to allow somebody to actually do their job? And do you get a Houston situation where it it looks really bad because now it's two years in a row where they fired David Cully, or hired and fired David Cully and Lo- Lovey Smith as head coaches, who are minority you know uh, 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 coaches, and they've both hired them and fired them right. And some people say ah they fired them, well, they also hired them right. So is it just because they're bad fits or is it because they're a bad organization? What I don't know is is if Carolina right now. I think Wilkes got them back to a, a a certain style on the field. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There seems to be a lot of chicanery going on behind the scenes. And I don't know if it's Fitterer. I, I think it's the owner, but I, I don't know. Uh, something doesn't seem right there, and whoever goes there – I don't I don't feel good about their chances for success, quite honestly. Same thing in Houston because David Culley and Lovey Smith became scapegoats for yeah. the poor organization. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there Impatience. right now. And you would think a guy that was part of the New England regime like Nick Serio was would operate in a much more responsible manner. That hasn't happened there in Houston. And if it's not his fault, he needs to extricate himself from it. Because you can damage your own reputation working for people that have you do business in that vein. May not be the way you want to, but if they're requiring you to work that way, you're the front piece for that organization right now. And thus, you're the man responsible for now firing back-to-back minority coaches after one year. That, on the surface, looks terrible. As did potentially hiring them if you didn't feel they were qualified for the job. And a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who's interviewed 15 times with 14 different teams and is still seeking that first job, your fan base would have jumped up and down probably in support of that move and likely would have been supported by a lot of other NFL folks as well. At some point, you've got to be responsible and hire the right people. 301-230-0980. Thomas Brown interviewing as the uh, coordinator here in Washington. They're certainly talking to a lot of people. Where will the roulette wheel, wheel come to a stop as it pertains to the Washington OC? We'll talk about it next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.